The sports supplement market is big business, but the reality is that most of these supplements have little evidence for a benefit. It is not all negative news though, as there is a small group of supplements that are backed by science and which can play a performance enhancing role in some athletes. In this series on sports supplements, I will profile this group of supplements. And for this podcast, the spotlight is on caffeine. Caffeine is a popular go-to supplement for many athletes, and for good reason. Not only is it the key component of one of the world's most widely used legal drugs, and I'm talking about coffee here, people, it is also a sports supplement that is well-supported by scientific evidence that it can offer a performance-enhancing benefit in some athletes by providing a small but worthwhile enhancement of performance over a range of exercise situations from short duration events right through to endurance events. In fact, caffeine was one of the few supplements to get the tick for having good evidence behind it in the 2018 IOC consensus statement on dietary supplements for use by high-performance athletes. And I'll link to this document in the show notes. So let's go over a summary of those benefits. Caffeine use has been seen to improve endurance capacity, such as exercise time to fatigue and endurance-based time trial activities of varying duration. And this endurance benefit is seen across cycling, running, rowing, and many other sports. To put some numbers to those benefits, caffeine consumed during endurance exercise may enhance a cycling time trial performance by between about 3 and 7%. During short-term, maximal effort and repeated sprint tasks, caffeine taken around an hour before exercise results in performance gains of 3% for task completion time, as well as mean power output and peak power output during anaerobic activities of 1 to 2 minutes in duration. While for repeat sprint performances during intermittent team game activities, a 1 up to 8% improvement is typically seen. So how does caffeine work its magic? Caffeine is a stimulant that elicits many physiologic and psychologic effects in the body. While its mechanism of benefit is not fully understood, caffeine may enhance alertness and reduce the perception of fatigue and improve vigilance and alertness as well as change the perception of work effort during exercise. It can also increase motor unit recruitment as well as muscle contractility, making the whole musculoskeletal system work more efficiently. There are also neurotransmitter effects and increases in endorphin release, which can increase feelings of wellness and give you the exercise high that people often experience after working out. Caffeine may also stimulate fatty acid release during endurance activity, as well as spare the use of glycogen. But these effects are not universal and likely not that important in overall performance benefits. 
Caffeine is readily absorbed and reaches peak concentration in the blood one hour after taking it, and it is maintained for three to four hours. So it is the window just before exercise that is best to take it and then top up with additional dosing during endurance events of several hours in duration. So how much caffeine do you need to take? Although early research was conducted using high doses of caffeine at about levels of 6 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight, more recent research indicates that lower doses can provide similar performance benefits with less negative side effects. Individual responses to caffeine vary, but typically doses in the range of 1 to 3 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram body weight is sufficient to improve performance. So for a 70 kilogram athlete, that's a range of 70 to 210 milligrams of caffeine. So what sort of dosage of caffeine does that look like? For context, a typical average espresso may contain around 100 milligrams of caffeine. So two strong cups of coffee could easily get an athlete at or close to the three milligrams per body weight kilograms figure. So because caffeine content of coffee can be quite variable and not all beverages may be suitable, so the use of caffeine tablets such as Nodos are popular, which give a defined and known dose of caffeine. Then there are the popular energy drinks, energy shots and gels, which can contain caffeine, in which case the caffeine dosage should be given on the label. For example, a Red Bull contains 80 milligrams of caffeine per can, but there are energy drinks that contain even higher doses. Tea, chocolate and cola can also be sources, but the amount of caffeine in them is much lower. The research field of caffeine, though, has mostly used it in a pure form, with very little research looking at real-world use by drinking coffee, and for good reason, as the caffeine content of coffee can be so variable. But there could be other beneficial chemicals in the coffee bean outside of the caffeine. In fact, one study in eight trained male triathletes found that laboratory cycling time trial performance was 5% better and with greater power output when using either coffee or pure caffeine compared to a non-caffeine placebo drink or compared to decaffeinated coffee. So both coffee and caffeine are both able to improve exercise performance, but in this study at least, the caffeine content of the coffee was measured so it could be compared against pure caffeine. And you'd have to say based on these results, it's the caffeine that gives the greatest benefit, not other chemicals that may be found in coffee. So the one point for budding athletes to be aware of is that the amount of caffeine in coffee can be quite variable, meaning it is hard to know exactly what dose a person is having. But not everybody responds the same to caffeine, and there is some evidence that this could be because of genetics, where the presence or absence of genetic variations in a gene called CYP1A2, which is part of your liver detoxification system, can mean a person is either a rapid 
or slow metabolizer of caffeine. And this could explain some of the variation in responses to caffeine seen in clinical trials. So the possible sports benefits of using caffeine, though, must be weighed against its downsides. And that's a risk of increased heart rate, anxiety, and overarousal, as well as sleep disturbances and gastrointestinal upsets if you take too much of it or are very sensitive to it. Caffeine's effects on hydration, though, are likely very much overstated, especially in habitual consumers. And that's you, coffee addicts, with fluid balance studies showing little impact on hydration at the doses that have been shown to enhance performance. And more so, caffeine is normally consumed with fluid. So this adds to the positive side of the fluid balance equation. Caffeine is one of the few nutritional supplements for which research has consistently shown a sports performance benefit. The use of all supplements and sports foods by athletes, though, involves a balance between the potential benefits set against potential risks, such as health side effects, anti-doping rule violations from contamination, and redirection of resources from real performance-enhancing factors. So, Take this into account when considering taking any sports supplement and seek out personalized advice from a sports dietitian. You can connect with an accredited sports dietitian as well as access a great range of resources through the website of Sports Dietitians Australia at sportsdietitians.com.au. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Nutrition.